What is up, everybody, and welcome to the High on the Hogs podcast. High on the Hog. So, fall camp opens today. Uh, we have, well, okay, we're recording this on Monday. So, I guess I, I need to start saying fall camp open this week, but it opened today because today on Monday is the day we're actually recording. Yes. So, 2.45 today. We have no news out of that. We will not um, have news out yeah, of that. No media availability no until people. Wednesday. And we do not have a practice tomorrow. No. So, Hopefully Felipe Franks is throwing darts. Yes. So, I will say this. I listened to most of the Kindle Browse. I'm going to go buy a drone and we're just going to go to Fayetteville and I'm going to put my drone up. We'd probably get, they'd, they'd shoot it down or no, something. They, they could shoot, shoot a good one, mini Mavic. Um, train is on here. Here we go. No, that's not what I want either. Oh, Lord. What are you doing, Steven? I don't know. You made me lose my train of thought now. It's because you lost his act. Do we really have to talk about that? I'm just bringing it up. Or are you just going to talk about it? Might as well just get it out of the way now. Yes, I lost to Zach. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how it happened. Um, it's called Zach's uh, house luck. It was terrible. I lost. Then the dummy put all his trash in my recycle can and even threw my Razorback cup away. I don't know what's wrong with the guy. I know. I'm like, what in the world are we doing? COVID took over. Yeah. So, as far as practice goes, this week, Arkansas will go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Monday's practice is close to the media, but the UA will open a portion of Wednesday's practice. Uh, the last week, of course, is game week, and they'll actually build up. So, I think it's like 3-3, three, 4-4, three, four, four, and then they do two fives or something, like as far as full day. Though. They're going to work up to a full week of actual practices. But they get 25 total practices between now and... And which means we get 25 total practices for our entire team. Yeah, no spring. Thanks a lot, China. So, right now, yeah, so September 26th is opening day. We get 25 practices between now and then. So, let's just get into this schedule thing that uh that came out today because i think that's what we have first to talk about well um well actually i was talking about something else but we'll talk about that we'll, we'll talk about this first hey you're getting a phone call yes i am i yeah. tried to hope that's not important no it's just a guy talking about his truck for work uh, well okay sure it's locked up inside with its big pretty ring i hope so and it is that's good so schedule comes out today 10-game schedule. I made you look at it before we came in here because I know you were a busy person at your important place of business today. Yes, I am. So Arkansas opens with Georgia, and one safe to say? Ah, one and oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really, we're not really going to go through the schedule and give wins and losses. Maybe we'll we do should. that in a couple of weeks. Let's do that in a couple of weeks. Okay. So we're not ready for that just yet. Um, I mean, it's a pretty easy one, I would think. But Arkansas opens with Georgia. Um, also, the other news, I think, of the I'm day. I'm calling it right now. We will be one and one by the end of week, too. I'm saying Oh, that. man. Straight out. <laughs> I'm, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you a brief overview of what I think we'll yeah, do. First, and then I'll give SEC it a, win in three years, and it's going to be on the road. That would be fantastic. I'll I mean, I wouldn't it. complain. So, but Arkansas Arkansas opens with Georgia, familiar foe for Sam Pittman. Um, so who knows? Maybe maybe he knows a little ins and outs and a few secrets He's about home being game. Georgia. Probably yeah. have seventeen thousand people there. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I was going to say too. Is I think news came out today that uh, thirty three thousand season ticket holders, and it's like like seventeen thousand total they can get in or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like a random draw. It'll be a pool, like yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which so is the only how much those tickets are going to go for? If people decide to sell them. Well, see, and I wonder if they're going to have six dollars. I mean, and I wonder if they're going to find a way to to try to make 
to keep that. people from doing that, from being able to sell. I don't know. I don't see how they can, but. I wonder if Brian, Brian Lynn's marketing's got season ticket. Yeah, I wonder if he'll, he'll, I mean, he'll be in the pool. So there you go. You may be I able to come across a ticket any, or two. They did say from the moment you step in the line, the entire time you're in the stadium, at any time and until you leave, you're required to wear a mask. Yeah, we'll see how that, how well that gets. I will be wearing an N6800 with a full glass shield. <laughs> I will straight up go with cans. Yeah. Full on supported oxygen system so it stays cool. Give <laughs> we'll, me a tank. We'll see how that works out. I have a feeling that won't work yeah. out for me. I don't really like masks around the house. Yeah, you wear your hat, your mask in the house. What's wrong with you, man? Sometimes I wore it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cleaned up dog crap. Oh no! You yeah. saw what I was doing when you came I, over tonight. I'll trade you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my mask child. is good enough. I didn't have an odor. Really? I was kind of impressed. That's impressive. Wow, I can't smell it. Awesome. I know. I walked in the other day, and my wife was wearing a ma- her mask, and I was like, "What are you doing? You're in the house." She's like, "I'm dusting." I'm like, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." I don't know. Coronavirus. So we get week two. Arkansas plays Mississippi State, and and you've already heard it here. Andy Davos Wade Stadium. A- Andy is calling for an Arkansas victory. For future reference, folks, if you go down there and try to buy someone's cowbell, <laughs> they will not sell it to you. No, nope. I've offered as much as three hundred cash. Drunk Mississippi State Still women would not sell. Drunk Mississippi State women will ask you just how married you just are. Just how married are you? That's right. I'm pretty married. I'm still pretty married. Still safe. Still ask married. The single guy. No, no. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry. COVID. Sorry, buddy. Um, I'm with you, though. I like this game. I like the Arkansas Mississippi State matchup. I don't like Mississippi State this season. I think Mike Leach. I think Mike Leach will find some success there. But, you know, were you excited about Mike Leach as the coach of Arkansas when that was being talked about? No. So I'll tell you what concerns what would concern me if, if I'm Mississippi State is, you know, yes, Leach has done more with less. I mean he did he did pretty well at Texas Tech, obviously. Uh, he he did well at Washington State. But he was never a world beater. And would you consider Mississippi? I know Mississippi State's had some recent success They'll because sneak of that. up on some people. But. but but would you would you put them at a higher level in terms of no. What's the word I'm looking for? Ceiling? No, not really ceiling, but they're how they're thought about in the same level. Are they? Do you think Mississippi State's a, a right more prestigious program? Right now they are. Well, no. Do you think they're more prestigious program than Texas Tech or Washington State? Yes, actually, I do. Only because they're in the SEC. Washington but it, State is the is the stepchild of Washington. I, I would I will agree with that. Washington State and is Texas Tech is, is an distant cousin. Uh, in the state of Texas. They are, but I guess my point, what, the point I'm trying to make is when you think about like where those teams fit in their conferences, the question's always been, you know, Leach has never taken a job with a powerhouse. So he's no, never he been, and, and whether that's because he hasn't wanted it or because there's a table there yeah. or because people haven't wanted to give it to him, I don't know. But my point is, is you know, Texas Tech's the bottom half of the Big 12 team. I don't know why he chose the MSU, you know. Well, I don't think he had any other options. Well, he just stay. Retire. I mean, well, I mean, I think he was happy at Washington State for the most part. Although it's probably a little more liberal for his liking, I would yes, think, out that direction. He guaranteed. So, I would think. Maybe they put up a, 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 a tent city. So, uh, yeah, right. So I do enjoy game day and having the Washington State Cougar flag every, every time. That's yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I'm with you. The Cougar flag in the background. Mississippi State's 
not been great. And, and, you know, we talked to Brandon Marcello, who, you know, he made the point, and it was a good point, that Mississippi State's, like, got the most to change at this point. I mean, Arkansas was just bad. Yeah. Mississippi State was average. We were bad with good talent, in my opinion. Possibly. We were bad with, we think, pretty good talent, especially this last you couple of years. the Richard Sherman word? Mediocre? Yeah. <laughs> I said mediocre. Mediocre crabtree. Speaking of... Speaking of Texas Tech talent. There you go. Full, <laughs> Full circle, circle, baby. <laughs> but, I mean, Mississippi State's just got a lot. I mean, they've got to they got to really completely redo. Kyler every- Hill or Kylan Hill, whatever his name is. Well, they got Costello from Stanford. We, forget That's him. who their starter's oh, going to be. Lord. I'm talking about so, running back. Or wherever he is. Stanford, yeah. Stud running back. I think he led the SEC last year in rushing yards. Yeah. And now they're going completely yeah, away from say. that. <laughs> I hope you can catch the ball, kid. He, hey, well, you know, and he may actually have some opportunities because that's the spread offense that Leach runs does Allow for lean on the like run him. a little bit. But, yeah, especially like a guy like him. him. Yeah. I, I think that could work out well. But, you know, I got into it in, a, in, a, in one of our DM chats that I'm in on Twitter about, <laughs> about this whole thing. And uh, as far as Mississippi State, and I think a lot of people are super in love with Costello right now. But, I mean, again, this Who is a guy. play week one? I don't know. I, 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 oh, I can tell you. Hopefully we won't have to play him. I can tell you. Maybe yeah. he'll catch the coach. But I mean, let's be real. Is he? He's coming in no spring, no no true fall, no summer. Just like no, nope. just like Frank's. Yeah. So I mean, it's not. But a much more complicated system to grasp. That air raid system is much more complicated than the seventy-five percent of the offense that Kendall Browse has already. Right now, forty-five percent of hit a Chad Morris. That's right. <laughs> so Mississippi State. Oh, hey, that's not bad. Mississippi State opens with Alabama. LSU. Oh. Well, no. what LSU are we going to see? No, Missouri gets Alabama to open the season. <laughs> we Good luck, drink. Okay. okay. <laughs> drunk. Yeah. Drink, so, drink, drunk, whatever your name is. Week three. Um, week three, baby. We get Auburn. At Auburn. Oh, Lord. I'm so excited about this game. I hope we can pull some <laughs> bootays on that one. Uh, well, I mean, you got to think. Chad Morris will have about 7.5% of the offense installed. 6.3. Uh. <laughs> hard number. Bo Nix is going to fall. Oh, man. Bo Nix's dad will be the offensive coordinator. He's going to be beating the crap out of Chad Morris God, with a happens. football helmet. I hope that happens. I really do. Like, it would He's be the greatest thing going to rip his ever. shirt off and be like, this is my shirt. You're fired. The drama that could come from this season at Auburn could be phenomenal. Amazing. So, Gussie yeah. Boy is going to have to fire his buddy. So, at Auburn, a team that went 9-4 and four last oh, year. Lord. On a prayer. <sighs> yeah, yeah. They had a luck game to start against Oregon last year. And, well, if they fly off that one, they didn't look too good with their, their bowl game. No. No. No, they didn't. Uh, week four, we get yes. the, the old Piss train. Rebels. <laughs> and the lane train. Come into Fayetteville. And Lakia Henry. Is look now he's gone right? No, he was only a junior last year. Was he? No, well, screw him. He'd be a senior. Yeah, maybe he can come visit his apartment in Fayetteville. I wonder if he still got it. <laughs> he's still paying it. Hey, you still paying on this rent, dude? <laughs> Should have came here anyway. Right. He wouldn't be paying double. <laughs> Who's paying for this? Oh man! So I my like mom, our chances. My mom said in, I got to go to Ole Miss. I like our chances in that game too. I do think that I think Ole Miss will be better than Mississippi State. We could be two and two. Think about that. Could, could you imagine what would happen in this state of Arkansas two and two after we? Can you imagine what would happen if we actually beat Georgia and Auburn oh, off to Mississippi State and Ole Miss? <laughs> That'd be crazy. I'd be like, <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> 
how in the mm. world can you beat these two and can't beat the numbskulls from the state with the little boot handle? Yeah. <laughs> week six, I we get like those people at Texas A and M. Yay! So there's Jimbo, a bye week in between there. Jimbo Flesher. So we get the bye week before AM. That's a plus, right? Hell I mean, yeah. it's got to be good. What sucks is we can't go to Kyle Field. I know. Hey, maybe by that time COVID will be gone. We could sneak in. That's on uh, October. Th- I hope it doesn't involve running in trouble. We play AM on Halloween. I'm not going to use my phrase because it's not very PC, <laughs> but uh, I'm down. Uh, that'd be I'm awesome. Totally down. Hey, maybe COVID will magically be gone by I October will, 31st when we boy, go to that game. I tell you right now, I will call in sick to work for that I, one. I do like the fact that those games are both late in the season, which gives us some hope that maybe, just maybe, we can go to Gainesville and we can go to College Station. I'm in on both if we can. So week seven, Arkansas gets the We're resurgent the blazer. Tennessee team. Oh, God. I'm iffy about that. That's a tough Well, you know, I think Tennessee's going to be good this year, but who knows? I mean, they finished the season off with six straight wins, but admittedly it was against crap teams. They they lost to Utah State and BYU last year. They lost to Georgia State last year. Georgia State and Utah State. And... They beat they beat South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, Vandy, and Indiana. Lucky against Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So And Vandy. Why can't we get Vandy? I know. Oh, Vandy. We need to I like I said, oh boy, Jermaine <laughs> Funny Man Johnson. I gotta dig him up and see what he's saying about Oh, I bet he's gotta schedule something for this. He's got to have something. I need to get him on the show. So yeah, that'd be cool, but I don't think it'll happen. Well, I think we've tried. Um probably yeah, cost us a lot of money. I don't care. I got a shirt that says Run the ball. <laughs> so week eight. I did my- <coughs> week eight, we have that uh, Florida trip, so we get to head on to Gainesville. Hopefully, who knows? November 4th. Let's see. That's around an election. That's hunting season. I got to get my redneck on. That's around election season, so right around the time them. that it happened. So maybe COVID will for real be gone by then. <laughs> It's about as close to politics as you're going to get out of this show, folks. Sleepy Joe. But uh, at Florida, so, uh, or I mean, yeah, no, Florida. That's This is wrong. But anyway, it's at Florida. It says Arkansas at. This says number eight Florida Gators at Arkansas Razorbacks. I see that. That's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> so, Did they change a few things? Did yeah. not tell us? No. No, we knew that was an away Are game. Sure. So Arkansas goes to Florida, then gets to come home for an LSU matchup It'll in week nine. Roll. Week 10, we get to go to Missouri, which, again, no, as uh, we should be going to Arrowhead for that game. Instead, we're yep, we going that one, too. Hey, that dump for row field that's that two, three days after that, that turkey day. Yep, that's then. And then we finish up <laughs> the season with our buddy Nick. <laughs> OK, so <laughs> we're just, <laughs> not good. I mean, think about it. So December 5th, fair. we'll be playing Alabama. In Fayetteville, and just think, that could be, we could potentially be staring. I mean, who knows what's going to happen this season. I, if we I, go 0-9 up to that point, <laughs> have to play Alabama. It's like, well, <laughs> thanks a lot, Coach. I'm still oh, on the Chad man. Morris and Joe Craddock. That would be awful. And so middle school uh, defensive coordinator. I mean, I like. I, I mean, I'm I'm excited for the schedule. I think I it too. sets up for it's a lot of good fun. football. Fun we, to get our head kicked in. Yeah, week one looks really exciting I, when you when you look at the overall schedule. At the end of the day, the end of the year, I'll still be going woo pig. That's right. So I think Arkansas can get 
I don't know. I think there's three wins on this schedule. Maybe they sneak out a fourth because uh, I like our chances against Missouri. If he gets Ole Miss, three, Mississippi State, more than Chad Morris won in one year, right? That's he almost more than four. he won in two. Could he win? He, <laughs> That's all of them. Yeah, that Chad Morris got in one season. So and weren't none of them in the SEC. Yeah. Um. So excited about that. Again, I, we'll go through the schedule later and, and decide. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll pick the games and have some fun with it. Maybe even do a – it seems like the cool thing right now is a, a power ranking of the SEC, so maybe we can have some fun with that. 15th. Uh, so, in other news, Isaiah Joe is yeah, he headed to the NBA. He left it. What happened, man? Well, there's this thing called doll hairs, and there's this thing called you're not getting any younger. There's this thing called COVID. There's this thing called COVID that makes people doubt that we might possibly have a basketball season. And I'm going to tell you right now, COVID has a problem with basketball. I got a problem with COVID. I got a problem with COVID. <laughs> a big one. A big one. Yeah. Get Carl out. Yeah, that's, I don't know. So, I, I mean, we, I kind of, I kind of went back and forth, not really an argument, debated this with Tyler Davis, our football writer in our group today. Um, and, 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 and I mean, he kind of shares some of the sentiment that, that other fans are talked about, about, oh, well, why is he wishy-washy? He's really committed to Arkansas. If now he's changing his mind. I don't think it has anything to do with any of that. Like, when you look back at the situation, when he made that decision, there was, obviously, there was some questions as to whether or not we would play basketball or football, but there was no movement from the college side of things. And, and then, are you going to be okay over there? You, you're making funny faces and such. I was yawning with my mouth shut. Okay, I thought you were about to, like, dive COVID in my chair over there. No, I was going to sneeze the large droplets all over you. Oh, not on the roadcaster. We just no, on you. <laughs> no, not on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spray, my spray goodness. Spray it, don't say it. But so, I mean, now we've actually had movement in, in college with football. Uh, obviously, two conferences, the, the, the dummy and the, the dumb and dumbers of the of the Power 5 world. I'm going to back 12. Have, yeah, have canceled. Pac-12 has canceled even basketball through the first of the you year. You know how the many year. mad Ohio State people there are right now? Dude, it's getting ugly now. It's getting real <laughs> Get ugly. transfer into an SEC school. Can you play this year? Come on down here, Justin Fields. We'll find a spot for you. Yeah, I don't think so. No? I don't want all that. But, I mean, Fields has already put out the <laughs> – No. Nah, it wouldn't help us any this year. Shh. He's no. a stud. Yeah, he's a stud, but he, yeah, yes. yeah, no. Hang the ball. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but he did straight, uh, straight football. He put out that petition that's got like three hundred thousand signatures right now, and apparently he's causing he's causing some of the Big Ten to kind of at least squirm a little bit. Said that they had, they didn't even participate in a vote. Was no, it? Will Penn was State's saying something or, that Penn State Minnesota else? stated there was never a vote, which I don't believe that because all this stuff that's come out. But anyway, back to play. Yeah, back to Joe. I, I just think it's. I think it's the right. I think it's the right decision for him. This is a guy that the whole reason he would even come back for his senior year, junior junior year. Sorry, yeah. The only reason he'd even come back for his junior year is to improve his stock. Well, when you're sitting here looking at the fact that there may not be basketball at all, how are you going to improve upon something that you can't play? Yeah, and you've already been taken. You already had what was potentially a tournament year last year taken away because of this. You come into this season with high Losing hopes. Mace. Yeah, you lose Mason. You got a young nucleus, and and. and and all signs are that Joe could improve his stock by coming back. But, again, if you don't play. There's some studs hitting that, in that yeah. heel. Well, I've even and seen that. He's oh. going to – he would still be a, the star. But, see, I've There's even no seen some of that crap it, of people getting on there and being like, oh, he saw that talent, got scared. No, right. this ain't got nothing to do no. with that. Joe ain't scared. Joe is a – had – 
full season last year without an injury, top 10 pick all day long. Oh, yeah. Like, well, first round, top 10, bring it, and the, the boy can shoot. I'll, I'll put I it. I mean, th- they did go one in five without him last year. I'll, I'll put it this way. If you, as a fan, are upset, I want you to sit down. I want you to think about this. Go sit your nose in a corner before you think Well, yeah, about it. yeah. Sit in a corner and think about this. If tomorrow your job called and said, well, we may or may not have a position for you come, come October, but we'd like you to stick around and, and come work. And even if we have a position for you, you know, you're not going to get paid a whole lot of money, but, hey, you're going you're gonna to get to work. Or another job calls you and says, hey, we got a guaranteed spot for you. We're going to pay you. You're going to make a lot of money, and you're going to do what you love. What are you going to do? Take the money and run. I mean, and, and I don't even think, and at the end of the day, it's Go not even about the money, though. The money. But, it, you know, it's really not about the money. Bonus. But at the end of the day, it's the fact that you want to improve your stock. You want to improve your position. Even you're not going to do that. If he, does, if he does something, you know, like the G League. Yeah, like, absolutely. You're going to get paid for being in the G League. Yeah, or he could play overseas. That's starting to, to kick back up. So yeah. this idea that Joe's being selfish or that he, that no, whatever, no. Making he, the best decision for well, himself. But even if he is being selfish, this is the time it's to be life. selfish. It's his life. Yeah. This is when you Not can be ours. selfish. Congratulations, so, young man. Yeah. Go play in the league. Go make a bunch of money. Go have fun and uh, represent the state of Arkansas well. And drain them buckets. Yeah. So when we get back, we're going to talk to a guy that knows a little something about Arkansas basketball, he playing might. Arkansas basketball. He might. Making he decisions. pretty good if I remember <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, shot three pretty well, too. Yeah, it wasn't too he, bad. He man. pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty good ball player. It wasn't though, so. bad. Yeah, no. first round pick. Had to make that whole decision between going NBA and all. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think we could probably pick his brain and, and, and probably get a good idea of, uh, of, of maybe what kind of decision should be made. So, we get back. We'll be joined by the one and only Ronnie Brewer. Whoopee! Whoopee! Off Lakey's leg, Famatini taps it to Brewer. Brewer got taken home. Shots down. He's getting fired up on both ends of the court. Brewer's going to take a three from a tap to Key and drain it. Brewer saw Mario Moore cheating, trying to step out and get a steal. Nice pass fake there to get himself open for the three. Five of six from the field. And Brewer takes it away as it came off the leg of Moore. And a two-handed flush. And they're going nuts. Well, Robinson got out on Jones that time. All right, welcome everybody to the High on the Hogs podcast. Joining us now is Ronnie, is is Razorback legend and former NBA first round pick Ronnie Brewer Jr. Thanks for joining us on High on the Hogs, Ronnie. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Well, we we certainly appreciate you joining us uh, tonight, taking a little bit of time out this week on the podcast. Uh, we've had a good time being able to catch up with a lot of former Razorbacks from different sports. So, really excited uh, to have to have someone uh, like yourself, Ronnie, joining us, and, and really just kind of talk about Muss. And I know you're really uh, involved in Woods Elite and in some, and of course, there at Fayetteville High School as well. So, um, again, really appreciate you joining us. I appreciate y'all having me, man. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So, how's uh, how you been holding up during COVID times? <laughs> man, I'm holding up the best way I possibly can. I, I stay to myself. You know, 
watching my, my niece and nephews, uh, watching them swim most of the summer. And, you know, the, the little bit that we're allowed to be in the gym with our players, you know, we go in there and, and work with those guys and social distance and try to allow those student-athletes to to get better in a time where they need to improve, but also stay safe at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, a big part of it, I know we've talked about as far as on the, on our podcast previously, you know, a big piece of it is just, you know, making sure that the kids have an outlet and something to do. Um, I'm not sure. I know that uh, you, you're with Woods Elite, so you're probably familiar. Mm-hmm. So my neighbor um, is Jalen Ricks and, uh, okay. and so get to, get to, you know, interact with Jalen a lot. And, and of course he's out working all the time. He was out working today. So uh, constantly <laughs> out there working. And, um, so yeah, giving them something to do also, you know, in that time frame is, is big as well. Yeah. You know, we, we, we understand and, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult time right now. And, you know, it's a time uncertain, you know, there's, you know, a lot of different opinions, but, you know, allowing them an outlet where they can, you know, you know, um, work to get better. I wouldn't say work some frustration out, but, you know, they get to, to get to do something that they enjoy and that they love doing. And so, um, you know, I was glad that, you know, Governor Hutchinson allowed us to get back to, to work um, throughout the, through the AAA and allow these guys uh, a, a way uh, of kind of a safe haven that, that to get to their happy place. And, you know, a lot of kids need sports as an outlet and, you know, it was, just, it was really good to, uh, to get back to basketball. So talk a little bit about the the talent in the state uh, in the state of Arkansas right now. Obviously, you know you you come from a background of uh, you know you know, of course your father played at Arkansas and uh, and so um, you know being an Arkansas kid and, and and getting to grow up being around Arkansas. Talk about the talent though that's in the state currently and just how deep this state is with basketball talent right now. Um, you know, I, being from Arkansas, you always want to say there's there's, there's been talent. In Arkansas, it has, um, but but now it's 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 kind of getting gotten to the time where social media is, is booming, and, and this is really now getting the focus and, and the attention that it's deserved over time. You know, it's a lot of young talent on these upcoming classes. Uh, you know, a lot of guys that Arkansas are looking at, and, and, and you know, now in the twenty one class, twenty two, twenty three, and, and twenty four class, so. You know, it's going to be interesting um, to be able to watch. But, you know, as a supporter of Arkansas basketball, you know, I'm very excited uh, about, you know, um, the the excitement and, and, and the, um, the future of, of the young student-athletes. So what's been I – mean, what's really driving – I mean, I know you talked a little bit about that, but obviously Woods Elite is a, you know, is, is a premier program. Um, you know, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the, you know, Ron, Ron Crawford and his, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his impact on basketball in the state of Arkansas as well. And I know that, you know, Woods Elite's had some, you know, lineage from the wings and, and, and mm-hmm. how that all works out. So, you know, I, even talk maybe even a little bit about Ron Crawford and, and what he meant to you and what he meant to the state of Arkansas basketball-wise. But the driving force behind pushing, you know, the amount of talent that's coming out of the state right now. Well, again, um, I, I am associated with the Woods Elite, who are an extension of the Wings. Um, you know, at the time, the Wings were the basically um, big dog organization around um, AU, and so many great players had the opportunity to play for them and under. You know, Ron Crawford and a lot of the, the, the great coaches that coached him. And, you know, also one of the other really good programs is Arkansas Hawks. I, I grew up 
playing for them as well. And so, um, you know, both organizations have had a lot of success, produced a lot of players um, for college basketball um, and a lot for the NBA. So, um, you know, Ron Crawford opened the doors for a lot of people to, to get free education. And, you know, that's the ultimate goal. You, you want to put these kids on the best platform, the pedestal that they deserve. Um, and for a lot of families, you know, it might be the only outlet to get to college and to get a good college education. So it's very important and it's very, you know, very important that we promote all Arkansas kids. And there's a lot of talent. And there is a hotbed um, these next couple classes. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading something earlier. I was trying to find it from Kevin McPherson talking about, uh, I know there's a big, I think there's a big, big tournament or something, Darian, uh, Ford and, and, uh, and all those guys are playing in. So looking forward to, to maybe being able to see some of that as well. Uh, yeah, that's that, 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 what, what he was speaking of is, um, it's going to be the first annual Arkansas sports combine. It's going to be in Conway, Arkansas, September 18th through the 20th. There you go. Um, you know, the, the woods is sponsoring it, but it, we, we also want to push that, you know, it's a combine for the best of the best. Um, and so we want to highlight the best in, in the state of Arkansas. Like, cause again, there's a hotbed of players across the state. So we want to represent everybody, give everybody a fair shot, um, and promote people, um, who deserve it. Um, because, you know, we're all in the business of trying to get these kids, you know, to that next level. And so, um, you want to put them, give them a, give them an outlet to be able to do so. And, you know, hopefully it goes really well. And a lot of people can get some great looks. Yeah, for for sure. I, I'm looking at the list now I've got it in front of me. Of course, Joseph Pinion, Darian Ford, Cam Hunter, some, some really, really top notch names in the state of Arkansas, uh, mm-hmm. committed to, to, to take part in that. So what else has Woods got going on right now? I know that, uh, obviously limited summer activities, but, uh, mm-hmm. What are you guys doing right now? Anything specific coming up other than that, uh, than the camp? Well, well, we, we wanted to focus on, you know, after we got the, the, the heads up that it wasn't going to be summer basketball and you know, we knew it was a conscious effort to, to, we had to work together. And even though a lot of people wanted to play, it was probably the best thing not to, um, to look out for the best, um, you know, thing for the players and the coaches and everybody traveling to these venues. So, you know, our net, we then focused our attention on how can we do a service to these kids that we, that we try to reach out to. And, um, you know, we wanted to make a conscious effort because a lot of people make it between different organizations and sometimes get Nike and Adidas and Under Armour. And it's not really about that. It's about representing the state of Arkansas and the best of the best. So we came up with this, with this sports combine that we're, we're putting a lot of our intention to to make this the best event that, they, that you've seen in Arkansas in a while as far as media coverage, you know, reach to all these college coaches, educational pieces, coaching, um, and just the experience all around. You know, I think it's going to be a top-notch event, and I think you're going to see some of the top talents um, in the state of Arkansas in a, in a lot of classes for years to come. That's awesome. If if you guys are looking for any uh, any help streaming any of that, let us know. We'd love to help you guys out. Okay. And, and getting okay. and getting that information out, we've got some some setups to be able to help with that. So uh, obviously, any, anything we can help with that, we'd we'd love to. Uh, you know, part of the platform that we like to use here is is trying to help. You know, we've we've done tried to do a lot for baseball uh, in the state, uh-huh. and of course basketball as well. So um, you know, we we love to try to help uh, student athletes do the same thing and, and move forward. So uh, we'd love to help any way we can in that 
Um, so, you know, moving on a little bit to Arkansas right now and kind of the state of things in Fayetteville, you know, Mike really brought this program kind of back to, you know, some excitement and now we've moved on to Muss and, uh, man, year one under Muss was a lot of fun, but, uh, mm-hmm. this young nucleus and core that, that he's kind of put on campus right now, what's your thoughts on the group that he's got there now? I mean, they, you know, Muss has done a phenomenal job. I mean, if you, to me, in your opinion, you want to give him a overall grade from year one, I think it'd be, you know, a B plus A. The reason I, I it wouldn't be an A plus year one is, I, you know, I think that you're going to notice over the years he's not going to finish, you know, down 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 or 14 ever in SEC. He's going to be, you know, first, second, third, and fourth, and that's, that's where he's going to have this program at, you know, pretty dang soon. But as far as the, 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 the incoming guys as freshmen, it's not one of the better classes he's had, uh, you know, at the University of Arkansas history. Uh, you've got Moses Moody, a lot of considered the one-and-done guy uh, up until today, um, you know, with the news of Isaiah Joe. You know, he was a lock to, to maybe be, you know, the SEC MVP. No doubt. Um, and, and he would have probably been, I mean, no doubt I thought he would have averaged anywhere close to 18 to 19 points per game and would have been a great leader for this team. But, you know, you lose that guy. He did a good job really planning around bringing the incoming guys. And so he's got depth. I, I, I honestly think that he he's going to expand his rotation Last year he played the majority eight guys, but I think with the depth this year, he's going to be playing more around 10, 11 guys per game. And so, um, you know, it should be very, very exciting. Yeah, he's got a lot of guys that I don't think he can uh, can keep off the court this year for sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk. You brought that up a little bit. I wanted to talk a little about a little about the the Isaiah Joe decision. Uh, obviously, these are crazy times, um, and yeah. and I can't blame I can't blame him at all. I mean, we, we were we're no. going to talk about this a little bit later in the podcast as well. But you know, with so much uncertainty at the NBA level, um, you know, you can't blame him. You can't. You know, we're not at the NBA level. At the, at the college level, having so much uncertainty right now, mm-hmm. um, so I don't blame him in, in his decision. But talk about that decision and what goes into you. Know, you you were in that process of going through the draft mm-hmm. and, and 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 making that decision as well. Talk about a little bit of what goes into that, just in a normal. Well, it's a it's a lot of uncertainty, and you know when I was going through it, like I I, I was in a debate class, and I literally had to debate you know, the pros and cons of me standing going. And, and, you know, one of the things that kind of overrules all is, like, your love of the game. You love this game so much, you put so much in it. And you want to reach the mountaintop and the pinnacle of of, of basketball playing in the NBA. That's every kid's dream, um, you know, for any sport. You want to play at the highest level. And so him wanting to pursue that, you can't blame him. You wish him the best. Um, you know, he's done a lot for Arkansas basketball. And you know, I think, you know, him staying home um, and attending Arkansas coming out of Fort Smith, that means a lot to future potential Razorbacks. Um, even though a lot of people don't really think about that. But, you know, you staying home and having success and then trying to go professional, it's a big deal. Um, to me, it, you know, it can go hit or miss because – it is so much uncertainty. You don't, you know, you don't know if they were going to have uh, NCAA season. You don't know if they were going to completely have a football season. If they, if you know, you've already seen people 
uh, at the top ranks in different conferences cancel, you know, their season. Um, and so if they're canceling football and a lot of conferences they're probably they're more than likely they might cancel basketball. Um, so that's one factor. Another factor is, hey, like, you know, all it takes is one team to like, you know, right. when, when they're not doing, um, they don't, they haven't ruled on if they're doing actual in visit workouts with the teams or if they're doing an NBA combine, you know, you hear one thing that they're not going to do it, then you hear they might do it, and they, then you hear that they, well, they might try to do the bubble thing that works with the NBA. And it's just a lot of, but again, all it takes is one team to like you. And if, if a team is showing them that they like them in the top 60 picks, you might flirt with, with, with putting your name in there. And, and, and to me, that might be the situation. And, and you know, this might be a, a, a positive thing that you might not have to do the combine or, you know, back I, with Isaiah Joe, the player he is, the combines, the individual workouts would have went to his benefit. You know, he's such right. a great shooter. It's such a great talent that, that, the more you see him, the more you gain to love him and, and appreciate his skill set and everything he does on the court. And, and um, I'm not saying that he would have took took a step back and played college basketball this year, but you know his resume is is, is pretty strong as is. Yeah, and I think you make a good point too when you think about his resume as it as it sits right now, and then the fact that you know the Pac-12 has already canceled you know non-conference mm-hmm. games at this point, so they're only hoping to play conference games. I mean, if the SEC does the same thing, that's half your season that he's missing. What else can you really improve on when you may mm-hmm. not play an entire season? You may only play a couple of a month or two of a season. So yeah, yeah, the the, the whole uncertain thing. Takes the takes the rule into it, takes the effect. Like you hearing rumors, and, and and after you're hearing rumors, you're actually seeing real real traction of people actually canceling, you know, non conference, and, and then you know you never know how the football season is going to go. You've already seen that they've cut out non conference games, and and um, you don't really know um, if there's going to be any spike when. when Students get back to campuses across the country if they if if, if some I mean, some universities are even open enough. So, um, I see the uncertainty there. Maybe he was like, "Hey, man, you know what's the worst that can happen? I don't get drafted, and you know I go to the G League for a year and then try to actually you know work my way back through the combine and start different workouts for teams." Um, so you know he he might be at a point where he's like, "Hey, I'm 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 ready to turn professional." Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, to me, a lot of people, and I saw mixed emotions today from, you know, fans. Like, some people were very happy for him and supportive and congratulated him. The others, you know, were very biased and, you know, didn't want him to go. So, you're, 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 you're open to your opinion. Um, but at the end of the day, and you're, that's a young man, um, and you wish him the best. You want him to be happy in whatever endeavor he he. he gets put in front of that's right and, and and you can't i mean he's getting a, he's getting a lot of good advice too from from his head coach you know at arkansas right now a guy that knows the nba so i mean you know we can't we can't we i mean you know you've been there but people like yeah. folks like us we have no idea what that what goes through that, that, that well, 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 I, I feel well you know with, when you're saying that like i coach Mudd, i think coach Mudd. What a, I mean, he, I, y'all saw how the whole coaching staff and you saw how the whole entire state got when when Isaiah Joe announced that he was coming in. So everybody was so happy. They, you know, 
you chalk them up to well, that's going to add at least you know five or six more wins to what they were going to have because you have Isaiah Joe, who's going to get a little bit, get a lot of attention. He takes attention off of Moody and your guard play. You got a mixture of bigs that you can throw in. You got transfers, so you have a lot of depth and a lot of versatility with a lot of multiple lineups. And so a lot of people could see the potential in this team. But now you, you remove, you know, Isaiah Joe. You know, I think Coach Norris is kind of like, okay, I, it's not like, you know, the season's over with. You know, it's not like it's time to panic. But there's got to be a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, oh, I'm very yeah. relieved to see that he, he's back to, you know, heartbroken to see that he leaves because you know how much he brings to the table, you know, as as a returning, you know, player, leader, you know, coach, you know, MVP candidate, you know, probably going to be a leading scorer and probably break a lot of records while he was, you know, here at Arkansas. Yeah. No. Even more records than he broke. Without a doubt. So obviously we take Isaiah Joe out of the, out of the scenario, but how, what do you think the ceiling is for this Arkansas team this year? Assuming, you know, with it, assuming we get a full season played. Well, I mean, I, I, I see them finishing way better than they did last year. <laughs> um, because, you know, you have a lot more, Horses in the stable, you know. If if let's say Desi Seals is not shooting the ball well, then you can go back with you know Devontae Davis or Tony Robinson. Um, you know, you you have somebody to lead lean into like a JT Note Um, you got some grad transfers that are that, that are that, that came here with the intention that they were going to be able to contribute and make a difference in the team. You know. Connor Vanner was standing out last year. He's got something to prove. You know, there's a lot of question marks about him. Jalen Williams is going to add a lot of versatility. So you have a lot more options that you can go to if somebody's not having a game that they, you think they, they can. Um, you know, even Ethan Henderson was showing glimpses last year. You know, he, was, he was, you know, earning some time, earning some trust, earning some respect for much. You never know, you know, like what lineup you're going to be able to see, or what rotation you're going to see. Um, I, you know, I'm very confident that he's going to have more than the eight, eight person rotation because, you know, it just doesn't make sense to make that have that sort of a leash on people. But um, when you got those guys on that bench, when you look down, those options become a lot better um, when you have you know, three or four star recruits and some grad transfers sitting down there with. Yeah, for sure. I, Ethan Henderson's a guy that I hope to see really turn that corner. He's a guy that excites me and, and that I think has got a lot of potential if he can turn that corner. I agree. So, uh, do you think Musk can win a national title at Arkansas? Um, yeah, and, and the reason be is Coach Musk is not your, your traditional old ball coach, you know. He is very in, in, in inventive. He's new age. Um, his formula to, to success is a lot different than you know everybody. But they are you know people are starting to hybrid and you know transition to kind of what coach coach uh, must be doing a little bit. But what I mean by that is you know it was. You know, JUCO transfer, JUCO transfer. I'd rather take a JUCO transfer than two years of eligibility and an incoming freshman who who's never been, um, you know, in, in the ring or thrown in the fire. And, and, and that's proved right for a lot of people. But now people are starting to bet on 
grad transfers. And I think, as if y'all have seen already, <laughs> you know, Coach Musk is very active in the transfer pool. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a guy, when the NCAA rules have passed, a guy's unhappy in his current location at the university and they get the transfer portal, you know, Coach Musk is going to jump on him and if he's a good fit and he can help the program out, he's going to try to get him on the team. So I think he's always going to have, like, veteran players. You know, when you do have a top five or top ten class, bring in a guy that can mentor these guys and also contribute right away um, because he's had that experience. So I think it's a possibility. Um, I think a lot of recruits are pretty relatable to him. You know, Arkansas is a great place to live. And, and when people come visit him, they kind of – they have a stigma of what it, they thought it was. They actually get to come to visit him. And they're like, oh, man, I didn't know it was like – I didn't know the facilities. I didn't know, like, everything um, in the town was like this. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot different. So I think that we're going to sit and get good recruiting classes, especially with the talent in the state of Arkansas, um, for the next couple of years. And, um, you know, Musselman plays an exciting style of basketball. He gets up and down. He plays great NBA style, he, but it's organized. It's, like, it's, 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 it's some kind of organization to the chaos that that, that goes on the court. And and um, you know, one also thing that 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 he's transitioned and changed the game a little bit is how active he is on social media. You know, he's oh, always yeah. on Instagram, he's on Twitter, you know, Snapchat. You know, that's what these these like these kids are into right now. And so. You know, you have to be ahead of the game. And I think that the, him and his team that he has is doing just that. Well, there's somebody in the SEC that doesn't believe that. So, you know, there's at least one coach out there that yeah. that, that mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't enjoy that very much. <laughs> um, so yeah. talk about a little bit. I want to talk just about a little bit about your time at Arkansas. You know, what, was mm-hmm. it, what kind of coach was Stan Heath to play for? Man, he was he was a good coach to play for. Uh, his staff was pretty good and was a great relationship with those guys. You know, over that time, you know, you know, he he brought in some really 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 good talent. Yeah, the, the talent that he that he brought in, but he, he brought on so many like, prospects that we were reaching for. I mean, Mike Conley, you know, those guys are <laughs> lottery picks. Kyle Kyle Lowry, you know, he signed out Jefferson and ended up going to the NBA. You know, Julius Lampy came with us, you know, seven foot guy, three hundred pounds out of Oklahoma, you know, didn't qualify but great player. Jerry Smith went, went to Georgia Tech. I mean James Anderson most out on him went to um Oklahoma State. Um and the list goes on with other guys that you know, went to Arkansas State or went to you know, Ole Miss, you know, that he was through trying to keep everybody in state. So I thought he was a great coach. You know, I, I think that he kind of got the sort of mistake that he, you know, he took him over a program that was kind of um, in dismay um, oh, yeah. between, you know, athletic director and, 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 you know, you know, they had a tough first year. And, you know, I get things. You know, we improved a little bit. The second year we improved, third year improved. Went to the tournament. Next year went to the tournament. You know, and, um, you know, when Pelfrey came, you know, his first team was, Coach, he's turning the team. Right. So, you know, you know, you've got to give credit to a guy that comes in and, and, and does a good job. And you know, I think that you know, Razorback fans have a pretty high standard, and that to me, that that's not a bad thing. That's actually awesome. You know, making it turn it, making it to the tournament is not what we're accustomed to. That's not the legacy that Eddie Sutton had, and that's not the legacy that Noah Russell had. So, if you can't live up to that, and you know, same thing on, on, on football, the great coaches that we had at Arkansas, 
on that side. That's not the legacy that those coaches left behind. And if you can't get it back to there, we have to get somebody to, to get you there. So and I'm, 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 I'm excited about Coach Musk, and I'm excited about, you know, where you got this program going. So, <clears throat> little rap. Yeah, we're we're super excited about where this basketball program's Absolutely. headed too. But little rapid fire here as we kind of finish up. Uh, so we've had the opportunity to talk to several former Hogs on the pod, and one question I always like to ask. One of my favorite because we asked Robert Moore this question from the baseball team, and he had a fantastic, mm-hmm. phenomenal response as far as his first time to ever be on bomb in, in bomb stadium. But what was it like the first time you played inside Bud Walton Arena? It was great because you know. Even even for me, like the first midnight madness was, was like unrealistic to me. Like to see all those fans come in to watch us. Like we weren't even playing a real game. We were we were doing speech. They were doing three point contests, dunk contests, and like little kid basketball. It wasn't even a real game. But to see how many people came in, and like you know when they turned the lights on, like you know. To see my friends and family there was great. You know, my actual first game to play, you know, I just, I just remember the, the, the team, but I know it was, like, one of the teams that we could do. <laughs> we still had fans there to, like, support us and, like, my friends and family and, and to know that, like, I actually made it to, like, to be a visual college basketball player was great. Um, You know, you know, one of my best, like, all my best basketball players, you know, playing – you know, I had great moments in the NBA like that. But my greatest moments were but you know, playing in front of a home crowd, all home SEC games, you know, sellout, ESPN or Jefferson Pilot or whatever, whatever station that we had, um, you know, televising the game, you know, fans came out and support, supported us and made it loud and made it a real home for the event for us. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it's I've always, I mean, I just think it's an it's an it's an interesting uh, dynamic. I always thought it was really cool the running through the A or the you know the first time out in Bud Walton. We had the opportunity to cover a, a game last year and kind of come up out through the tunnel and go through the locker room. It's just a really cool experience. So mm-hmm. re- really neat. And of course that that facility is just amazing yeah. as it is. So yeah, toughest matchup for you in college. Toughest matchup for me in college. Ooh. Um, probably we played at Maui, Maui Classic, late Rudy game. Okay, yeah, pretty good game. I'm pretty sure he had like four plays that were on like Sports Center. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, but uh, he was pretty tough. You know, against Kansas, had a super talented team on Maui. You know, playing against um, Illinois when they were the number one team in the country. D. Brown, D. Will, um, you know, Dan, Dan Williams and Luther Head. Oh, wow. you know, and Roger Powell and you know, a whole bunch of guys, Richard Bryant, that, you know, flirted with the NBA. Um, that was that was a tough matchup. And then every time we played like LSU. Big baby Davis, I'd have to go double team or playing Alabama or, or, or you know, I, I really, really hated playing Florida uh, because, you know, they were pretty, they were really good back to back national champions. But, you know, everybody tried to compare me and Corey Brewer just because we have the same age. We didn't have really similar games, things like that. It didn't look, a lot, look alike. But, like, they always gave us, like, the comparison 
Um, and Joe Kim Noah never like shut his mouth during games. Oh, and so, I cannot stand that. And so, like, I never really talk trash. Like, if a person's talking trash to me, then I'll talk trash. So, so those games were always great because he always would like talk trash to hyper teammates up. And uh, it turned out to be some really good basketball game. Yeah, <laughs> and and there was never a bad call at Florida ever. That never yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Did you have a favorite player that you played against? Whether it be college or NBA, did you have a favorite guy that you played against? Favorite guy that I played against. Um. um or anybody you just took the task. <laughs> um, I used to I used to really dislike uh, uh, Dame Bradshaw. He's on the SEC Network. Uh huh. <laughs> Just because he used to talk trash um, in the games to to us, and we ended up upsetting him um, my junior year. I was really good friends with like TJ Watson, uh, so we didn't have any bad blood. But um, probably joking though, he's probably like the guy that I. Thank love you. playing against the most. Thank you. Because even though we didn't play the same position, he would talk enough noise for everybody. And <laughs> you know, you know, once I get it going, uh, I'm gonna start talking a little bit too. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That that would have been a fly on the wall moment right there to, to hear some yeah. of that. Yeah, they played me. You and Joe Kim played in the NBA together for the Bulls, correct? Yes. I thought it, did, uh, did it change um, anything playing with him as opposed to playing against No, him? well well the first <laughs> so we we had these voluntary workouts that we were supposed to go um before the season started to get like acclimated with like the coaching staff, acclimated with the players, like where we're gonna live, and stuff like that. Cause it basically was a whole new coaching staff and all new players but joking Noah, Derek Rose, Lord Ding and Todd Gibson. Those are only four guys that they kept on the team, and they got rid of everybody else and brought in 11 new guys. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, my first day that I go um, with the guards, it's me and Luan being um, together, um, and I think James Johnson was on the team my first year. Um, and then the next year was, like, me, Luau, and, like, Paul Yank, Kyle was in our group, but he, he worked with the shooting coach, and it was just usually us three. Well, before our group, the the post players, like, had, had a, a session. Well, I, I come to my, my, my locker, and, um, and on my chair, it's a T-shirt that it's, the Florida Gators oh, no. um, said the year and it said national champion. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> there's only one guy on this team who did it from Florida, and uh, it's not hard to know who it is. So that's kind of weird. I've never met the guy before uh, outside of just playing against him. Like, that's weird that he would do that. So I don't think anything. I move the shirt, throw, throw it in the, in the laundry basket. Then, um, you know, I come the next day, and there's a shirt on the the, the chair and in the seat. Because <laughs> Florida Gators, back-to-back national championships on both chairs. And um, it had, like, a real gator, like a real head of a gator um, sitting at the foot of my chair. <laughs> and so then I get serious. I was like, okay, okay. Um, we're going to have problems. 
Like, he's going to be, I don't, I'm not going to like him as a teammate. Like, it's going to be a long, like, year for me. Like, it's going to be awful. And so, at that moment, I was serious. I called Coach TJ Cleveland, Florida assistant. Like, hey, Coach TJ, is there any way that you can edit me and overnight? Every, like, everything that you can give me, um, and, uh, size, like, Joaquin were like a, I don't know, like 16 or 17 or like that. And he was wearing like two XL. And I was like, I'm just going to y'all can send me, please. <laughs> so they sent it up there. And, you know, I made sure I came before their workout, put Arkansas stuff everywhere. I mean, I'm talking about pom pom, Razorback <laughs> head, um, t shirt, 1994 national championship, hats, all that type of stuff. And then I left, and then I came back, and dude was like, touche, I appreciate that. <laughs> We're going to be best teammates forever. And literally, he was one of my best teammates that I was had that I played against uh, just because he always had my back, was always supportive. Um, he was the ultimate, you know, team guy, and he wanted the success of the team first. So I really appreciate him, and he was a really good teammate. That's awesome, man. That's cool. That's cool. Well, Ronnie, we appreciate your time this week, and uh, uh, obviously, we get some basketball going. Love to catch up on you, catch up with you then as well. But uh, thanks so much for your time this week. And thank you so much, man. And y'all reach out to me anytime, and I'd love to come back with y'all on y'all show. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks so much. Appreciate thank it, you. Ronnie Brewer. Everybody, right, thank you. Yes, sir. All right, bye. All right, man. That was good. That's good stuff, man. Ronnie Brewer, everybody. Who knew? Just thinking about it real quick. <laughs> Joe Kim Noah and him, they were teammates. <laughs> they did become besties. <laughs> that's great. Talk about full circle. No kidding. That's good stuff, though. That's oh, really yeah. funny. Oh, man. Well, it's been a good show. Have you had fun? We recorded a day late because I was lazy yesterday. Yeah. Actually, I had a lot of work to do yesterday. I was so, driving. I'd have been late getting here. That'd have been all right. Well, all good. Well, Probably it's been fun. I've appreciated the uh, really appreciate Ronnie uh, Ronnie Brewer jo- yeah, joining us this one. week. I can't talk this week either. It happens. It is. But uh, hey, my questions are getting better. They are. They are. You spoke <laughs> up a little bit. The people heard you. So I get to have it. Well. Next week, we should have some some news on football. I think uh, Wednesday, obviously, will be a media day. So uh, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, make sure you guys also, big news um, that we talked about earlier in the show, but uh, make sure you catch Jackson's final JC Hoops podcast under the Natural State Sports name as he is headed over to be the new ba- basketball recruiting analyst with Rivals. Congratulations, um, Jackson. Yeah, so make sure you catch that uh, as well. And and then I guess you guys will be back on Friday, maybe. I Man, know. I ain't heard nothing yet, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that we are. So there may or may not be a show on Friday. As far as I know, uh, we're on. But uh, make sure you you uh, like the Natural State Sports Facebook page and sign up for those live notifications so you don't miss that. And uh, I listen to him talk about beating you on. Uh, on I'm not going to get into that anymore. Show. We're not getting into that anymore. It didn't happen. Upset city. It didn't happen. Until next week. Whoa, pig. pig.